You have big ideas, dreams, and visions, yet you're not moving forward on them. And why is that? Today, I'm gonna show you why you might be stuck and how to create positive momentum towards the life and business that you actually dream of. Hi there, my name is Kenneth Ott and welcome to Grow Time, where we explore ideas to help you live a high-performance life. And today we're talking about one of the big reasons that you may be stuck procrastinating on your goals and actually not making progress on any of your business initiatives. A lot of entrepreneurs get stuck in a downward spiral and it comes from pressure. Entrepreneurs and high-performance performers typically put too much pressure, which, are, which is unnecessary pressure on themselves. And this is not about external pressure, right? A lot of people think that external pressure or pressure in general make, make you deliver and actually succeed and actually pursue things at a greater level, but that is not the case. And this specifically talks about internal pressure, all right? Um, and so the reason internal pressure is not a positive momentum builder is because no one wants to feel like they need to do something. They want to feel like they want to do something. So needing to do something is not the way to get the best results. And so this often leads to stress. This leads to messiness. This leads to chaos. Then a lot of entrepreneurs exaggerate the negative consequences of failing, which cause them to take fewer risks. And then they miss opportunities. And then they have less enjoyment about the things that they're actually doing. So why is this happening? Well, one reason that this is happening, one reason why you're stuck, one reason why you don't feel motivated to actually do the things that are required to achieve your goals is possibly because you're overemphasizing the importance of the outcome, an outcome that you can't control. And this is why you probably don't move forward. And this is the difference between how champions succeed consistently and how the rest of the people operate. I struggled with this myself for a long time. I always had a trouble starting something new. I would want something really bad and then I would procrastinate the beginning stages of it. And it turns out that the beginning stages of anything is really just, just a few hours, right? You've all, we've all heard the idea that 10,000 hours you know, makes you an expert, which I think there's debate on that number. But it turns out about 10 hours is all it takes to get you about 80% of the way, right? And so people wait forever to do those 10 hours because they procrastinate those 10 hours because there's an unknown and because they're exaggerating the outcome. So for me, I was overemphasizing the importance of the outcome. In fact, I was putting my emphasis on the result, which is actually not the way to succeed. I'm going to talk about how you've got to put your emphasis on something else. And once you do, you can actually move speedily with momentum through things. Okay, so we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I actually, I coach a few soccer teams. My son is a goalie on our team. And this team... Uh, started by losing every game, you know, for many, many seasons. And then eventually we started winning some games. And then eventually the last three seasons, we went to the championship um, three times in a row. 
and lost. All right. And finally, this last time we went to the championship, we won. That was a fourth time. But it was interesting to me how we would go to the championship every single time and we would play like a different team in the championship. And the other team, who was always a team that we had beaten two or three times during the season, would walk all over us, right? And it wasn't that, it wasn't a lack of effort, but I could see that all of the players were in their heads. And for me and for you, if you, when you, when I was stuck and when you're stuck, it's probably because you're in your head and you're in your head because you're overemphasizing the outcome. Like you're needing the outcome to happen. And so for our team, they were so, they had so much emphasis on winning the game that they were psyching themselves out. They were putting too much pressure on themselves and they were actually second guessing. What's happening is they're not operating smoothly, but they're second guessing every single thing that they do. So my son as a goalie was second guessing every every shot was the biggest shot in his life. And so he was overemphasizing the pressure and second guessing whether, whether he should go left, right or whatever. And rather than operating in flow, he was operating in fragmented portions, right? And some pro athletes are really, really good at this. And so what had me really sort of, what really illuminated this idea for me was as I studied pro athletes and you look at Michael Jordan, right? And Michael Jordan is known for taking really, really big shots and making them. In fact, um, his championship game in, in college, uh, where he kind of became Michael Jordan, was when he took the game-winning shot. And I've heard him and other people talk about taking the game-winning shots. And you realize if you watch any sports that there are certain players that they go to, the team goes to in the last seconds of game to take a game-winning shot. Right where when all the pressure's on, there are certain players that the team looks to to actually take the shot. And when you hear those players talk about the shots, here's what's interesting: to them, it's just another shot. Right? There's no pressure. It's not the shot that could win the championship. It's not even more importantly, it's not the shot that could make them look like a failure if they don't hit it. It's just another shot. And it occurred to me that the way to win at anything is not by increasing pressure, but it's by the mental discipline of reducing pressure. Okay? And that takes real discipline. That's why 99% of people are not able to do it because they don't have the mental discipline to reduce pressure. So 99% of people increase the pressure. But there's a reason why they increase the pressure. So I want to get into that a little bit now. And so there's emotion behind everything that's happening here. At the, at the core of a lot of us who are high ambitious people, like people who are pursuing things, you tie the outcomes to your self-worth. So the idea of failure crushes your, your, your potentially your ego, right? And, and how you feel about yourself and your identity. It's all wrapped inside of that, which is a bad thing. You want to remove your, you want to separate your identity from the, the things that you're doing. But that's what a lot of us do, right? And so when you fail, it spirals down on itself, right? And so as you fail, it cycles down and then your confidence sinks lower 
and then um, you act with lower confidence and you get more failures and it just compounds, compounds, compounds. And then eventually you end up stuck and demoralized, right? And for a lot of us, we can remember when this has happened. We don't want it to happen again, right? And so we increase pressure, right? We can't fail because if we fail, then that'll feel really bad. And then when we feel really bad, our confidence will be really low. And when our confidence is really low, and all of a sudden we want to avoid that situation so badly that we put such emphasis on success, all right? The wrong type of success, which I'm going to get into in a second. So when we, when we increase this pressure, we actually increase the likelihood that we, act, we will fail, okay? Because we, we are so in our heads about it. We exaggerate failure and the downsides of failure more than reality. And this causes us to sacrifice risks and actually not do anything and, and, and ultimately be stuck, right? Because we're trying to avoid failure. This sacrifices all the opportunities that we have to win, like all of our potential in life is sacrificed simply because we're trying to avoid this feeling of failure, right? This feeling of, and by the way, the failure is just maybe not achieving what we set out to achieve, which I want to get to in a second. Um, but the truth is winning is about maximizing your tries and your repeti- repetitions, right? It's about practice. It's about improving over time, right? The reason Michael Jordan is able to take that game-winning shot and, and it go in most of the time and also it be another, just another shot is because he's gone through hundreds of thousands of repetitions of that shot. So that's why it's just another shot. And so when you don't, when, you, when you're scared of taking chances and you're scared of moving forward, then you actually reduce the amount of repetitions that you get, which actually reduces your potential to win. All of this happens because we overemphasize the outcome. And one of the reasons we overemphasize the outcome is because of this thing called the focusing illusion. And the focusing illusion is very simple. It's actually one of, I think it's the only paper that's ever won a Nobel Prize. It's like basically an essay. What's really interesting is it basically says, nothing is as important as it seems when we're focusing on it. What it means is, is to you, anytime you're focusing on something, you, you are exaggerating the importance of that thing. All right, so you, any, anyone, all of us do it all the time. It's a great benefit to us, right, as human beings, because in order to succeed at something, you must focus and emphasize the, fo- the importance of it and to accomplish it, right? But if you're not aware of that, then you sometimes realize, you don't realize that you're overemphasizing something that really has a lesser importance, right? So your mind exaggerates the importance of the result beyond what it actually is. This is what happens. We focus on this thing that we want so badly or that needs to happen, you know, and if it doesn't happen, it's going to be the end of the world or whatever. We focus on that and we exaggerate it. And that's because of the focusing illusion. You know, this is a superpower. It works really well when your house is on fire, um, but it works against you if you're launching a new product or you're launching a new business or you're trying to develop a skill or you're trying to build a business that's trying to make a certain amount of revenue. It works against you in those ways. And as soon as you believe the situation is a no-fail situation, you actually become desperate. 
And when you become desperate, you actually fail, right? People don't want to buy from desperate people. Desperate people are not the best people, right? They're not the experts. Like, you know, and, and then everything circles down and cycles down. And then you make poor decisions as a result of that. Here's the question that we have to answer. How do we reduce unhealthy pressure while maintaining high standards and excellence? Let's look at how some pro athletes handle pressure, right? They repeat things over and over again. This causes them to reduce the exaggerated importance of clutch moments, right? Be, by reducing those, those moments, they actually perform better because they just take another shot. And by just taking another shot, right? And being good at taking that shot, they actually win more. All right, so that's the solution. Reduce the perceived pressure and the importance around the outcome of what you're trying to achieve. I've got six steps that'll help us maybe live this out. How can you take action on reducing pressure in any situation? And there's a little twist inside of here, right? Because it's all about where you put your emphasis. So I'll get into it. The first one. First of all, recognize the focusing illusion, right? The idea that when you're focusing on something, it is certainly less important than what it seems to be to you, right? Be aware that nothing is, probably nothing is important as it seems to you in that moment, right? And we can all understand that, right? We can all like look back at situations that happened and the further we get away from them, the less the less dramatic they are to us, right? The less important they are to us, right? You may have a high, uh, like a very intense, dramatic or traumatic situation that you deal with and then, or that you dealt with in the past. And you can remember when it happened, how, how, how much it consumed your life, right? And then you can look back and see that it probably doesn't have the same importance in your life now as it did then or, or, or emphasis, Right. Um, we, we see that with like, you know, you get a bad email from somebody in the moment, it really throws you for a loop. You know, a few hours later, it doesn't. This is why making decisions in the moment are not wise. You should wait because the focusing illusion, right? It creates an overemphasis on the thing. And so recognize that this is at play in every situation, in every goal that you set and everything that you're trying to do. The focusing illusion, if you're focused on the outcome, is working against you right? When you're focusing on the outcome, right? And your emphasis on the outcome, um, the focusing illusion will make you overemphasize that. So when you're aware of that, you can shift it. And that's where the magic happens. And so the second step is adopt a just another shot mentality, right? And so this idea is you must focus on something. You must emphasize something, but here's the thing. The thing you emphasize can't be the outcome, right? Because the outcome is something you cannot control. And when you put emphasis on something you cannot control and you make it a no fail, right? Where if this thing doesn't happen, it's going to be the end of the world, right? If that is your mentality and you can't control that thing, well, then that creates anxiety, that creates stress, and you take actions in a high stress environment, you make the wrong decisions, right? 
And so the way you adopt the just another shot mentality is by focusing on the actions, right? Being process oriented rather than outcome oriented, right? Not catastrophizing things. That means not making things the end of the world if they don't happen, right? This is part of the leadership framework. You have to see things for what they are and nothing more. You have to see things for better than what they are and then move forward. And then you have to take action in that mind frame to to adopt a just another shot mentality. You must shift your focus from the outcome to the actions related to that outcome. Okay, so this means when you decide a goal, you then also decide the actions that you believe will achieve and actually succeed that goal. And then you make your goal those actions. You focus on those actions, right? That is the just another shot mentality. You forget about the goal. Doesn't matter if it happens or if it doesn't, because that is not the point. And so then you lower the pressure on the outcome, right? And so if, so my, my, my boys soccer team, right? Eventually, they were in the championship over and over and over again to where it just became another game. And then they won because it just became another game. And they did what they do at other games, which is prepare and take the actions to be the best team on the field, right? That is just part of what they're doing. And they're not thinking about it. And that's when you win. In business and in moving forward on anything, especially if you're procrastinating something, it's definitely because you're overemphasizing the the need for success on that outcome, which you cannot control. You can only control the controllables, which are your actions. So number three, you have to develop immunity to failure before failure. This is a mental trick. And so I often say like spin, you have, you have, to, you have to talk to yourself. You have to spin things. You have to put spin on things for your mind so that you can stack the, stack the deck in your favor. And stacking the deck in your favor is this idea of making it a win-win. You win if you succeed at achieving the outcome and you win if you don't. You must frame your mind around these two concepts where you can win either way, right? So you can, and this sounds cliche, reframe failure as learning or as success or as progress, but that is really what it's about. When failure or there is, the failure is actually the wrong word. When not achieving the outcome is failure to you and something negative, well, then you're going to be stressed the entire time that you do it. You're overemphasizing it. So somehow you must make it a win-win, right? And failure must only be not taking action, right? And that's something you can control. So failure is lack of attempts, lack of repetition, lack of practice, lack of process. Like those, are th- those things are failure. And also you have to eliminate the fear of embarrassment, right? And uh, one of the things that really, it's funny because embarrassment, I think, holds a lot of people back. It certainly held me back, right? This idea of shame if I don't succeed, right? If I say I'm going to set out to do this thing and then I don't, I'll look, I'll, I'll look embarrassed to my friends, families, and peers um, because I'm a failure, right? This idea of I'm a failure, this identity, right? A lot of entrepreneurs have that, right? And it is a negative idea. It's overemphasizing the outcome. It's actually a poor man's idea. It's an idea 
of someone on the outside looking in. And this brings me to one of my favorite quotes. I actually have it on my wall. It is a quote called the man in the arena. All right. And it states this, right? It says, I'm going to read it. It says, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, right? That's not, that's the person on the outside saying you're a failure. It's not the doer of deeds who could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds. That's the actions. Who knows great enthusiasms. This is the experience. The great devotions. Who spends himself in a worthy cause. Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement. And who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Those are all the entrepreneurs. Those are all the people on the outside. Those are the people that create this idea that failure is not achieving the outcome and that the idea that if you don't, you are a failure. And this is by people who don't even take attempts. The truth is people that take attempts are the people that succeed. All right, so that's number three, develop an immunity to failure in advance of what you're doing. All right, number four, take action without exaggeration. So this is a simple one. We've shifted our focus from the outcome to the actions. So now we have to focus on the doing. We forget about the outcome, the process of winning. You've heard me talk a lot about valuing the process of winning. And the process of winning is very fascinating. The process of winning is when you decide what it is you have to do over and over again with repetition, with practice, with excellence, the things that you can control, what those things are, and just doing those. A lot of times, those things are things that other people don't want to do. That is why others don't win, okay? So valuing the process of winning is focusing on the doing and and getting enjoyment out of the doing is actually the skill. That's actually the sweet spot. And when you can get enjoyment out of the doing, especially the doing of things that people don't want to do, when you can get that enjoyment, winning becomes a byproduct. Winning is just another thing. It's like that soccer team, right? They got so used to playing in the championship game. They prepared for every game the same way. They became a winning team. And what do winning teams do? Winning teams win. It's not because they focus on winning. It's because they've done the things that, that make them a winning team. And that is what taking action is about. You become the person who achieves the thing that you're trying to achieve, even if you don't achieve it the first time. And that is the secret to success in anything is in order to achieve something, at least consistently, you must first become the person that does achieve that thing which means you have to try. You have to take repetitions. You have to fail. You have to do all these things, right? You have to reduce the pressure of the thing, the outcome, and you have to put the pressure on the doing, on the becoming. So more repetitions bring you closer to that goal. And the truth is, as cliche as it sounds, 
The only failure is not doing the things that you need to do, is not trying, right? And learning. That's the only failure. So that's number four. Number five, condition this over time. And so the more that you do this, like that soccer team, the more repetitions you take, the less pressure you'll feel. So this might be things like sales calls. This might be things like speaking, whether it's in public or on stage or wherever else it is. This may be things like going to the gym for the first time and then the next time and then the next time and then the next time, right? This may be starting a business. This may be marketing activities. There's a number of things that, that could be done here, but you have to decide what are the activities that will allow me to achieve what I'm trying to achieve and then make those your job. Do them over and over and over and over them again and make them so, uh, put in so many repetitions that winning becomes a byproduct. You, in, you just continually get better, right? And you do less of what doesn't work and more of what does. And so the key here is repetitions and repetitions as fast as possible. You know, most people stop right here, right? Unsuccessful people try something once, fail at it, maybe two or three times, and then say, this is not for me. I'm not this person, right? Which is fascinating to me because if any one of us did that when we were trying to walk or we were trying to talk, we were trying to read or write or whatever, uh, there would be no humans walking around. And so the, the, the idea that you can do something one or two times and just be successful at it is insane, right? But it is often the thing that entrepreneurs still have in their head when they're setting out to achieve a goal, right? And I think it's because maybe it seems weak to say, I may not achieve that goal. There's a difference here. You have to have confidence that you can achieve it and will achieve it by doing the things, but you must put the pressure on the doing of the things. Okay. All right. Number six, enjoy it. You must enjoy the doing, right? And maybe that sounds cliche to you, but I'm going to break it down. It's, it's not just enjoying the journey. It's actually enjoying the things that are really, really hard about what you have to do to achieve the goal. And here's why it's important. Because if you want to achieve the goal that most people don't achieve, you have to realize the reason most people don't achieve it. They're not willing to do all those things. And, not, and if they are, they're not willing to do it at a high level repeating it over and over and over again to where it becomes just very natural to them, right? And they actually enjoy the doing, right? And so, so, you, so the key here is enjoying doing all those, all those tasks, even the painful ones. If you can get enjoyment out of that, you can actually trick your mind into enjoying the things that actually make you win. And then winning just becomes a byproduct. And then you just become a winner who wins not someone who tries to win. And that is the key here. Uh, someone I love is Jocko. And uh, he was a Navy SEAL. And now he's got a podcast, a few other things. And he talks about how he would always, in, um, when he was in the SEALs, he would always try to get the most, like the hardest, uh, most unenjoyable, most uncomfortable job. And if you know anything about the SEALs, there are really, really uncomfortable jobs that have to be done by the SEALs, right? And so he would always want to do that. And the reason he wanted to do that was so that he learned to get 
enjoyment out of really, really bad things, things that are so hard that most people would hate to do them, right? Because he knew that that would be a key to success in his career and life and everything that he's trying to do. And so he developed this, 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 this way of speaking where if something's bad, he just says, good, right? So it's raining outside, good. I have to go running in the rain and it's freezing cold and it's snowing, good. I got to do what I get up in the morning and do this, good. I got to respond to this really hard email, good. And it's not like a vindictive good. It's like, good, there's something good about this and I'm gonna find it, right? And when I find it, then I'm gonna be more successful. And that's really what it's about, man. Entrepreneurialism and success is a, is a mental and a spiritual game. It takes a lot of mental discipline to develop success. And so it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for the people that don't have or don't want to develop mental discipline because it's all mental discipline. If you're pursuing something great and you're not interested in giving it an equally great effort as far as mental discipline and developing your muscles, your mental muscles, well, then you should just stop because you're not going to get there, right? But if you want to get to something great, developing the mental muscle, the mental discipline, the disciplines that actually allow you to control your focus and what you focus on, not the outcome, but the actions. These are the things that will actually make you successful. And in the end, by reducing the pressure, not increasing the pressure, but by reducing the pressure on the outcome, you can actually unlock the motivation, the enjoyment, and the success in what you're actually trying to do and become the winner that wins versus the person that's trying to win. And so I hope this helps you live out a high performance and a more successful life. For more tips like this from me or to work with me, you can visit kennethott.com or kenott.com. That's K-E-N-O-T-T.com. And until next time, thanks and never stop growing. 